Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick and Mike take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, the boys talk about their recent viewing of Godzilla vs. Kong, the MonsterVerse franchise, and some of their favorite kaiju movies and shows. So, what's the MonsterVerse? Mike, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Nick. How you doing tonight, Nick? I'm here. How are you? Uh, also here. Good. Doing also well. Swell. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I heard uh, you worked out. I mowed the lawn. We got all our yeah, chores done. That's right. Uh, I did I did the dishes. <gasps> I did forget to pre-make my coffee for the morning, so I have, like, a you know timed coffee pot, usually. Throw the water and the grinds in there and set it to, you know, start up at 7 a.m. bright and early. So efficient. Yeah, so hopefully I remember to do it before I go to bed or else I'm going to be trying to do it like three-fourths of the way asleep in the morning. Um, but yeah, had a really good day today. Good. A great mood. The sunshine. Wow. You know, wow, 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 wow. Wow. Um, you know, wow. getting some exercise in, getting the dopamines flowing. Um and now I'm just excited to talk about big monsters. Roar. Big roar. Um, but yeah, before we get into the episode, though, uh, how did the Bad Batch go last week? Um, full disclosure, I'm not a bad friend or a bad co-host, podcast, teammate. Horrible. Uh, but I hadn't seen, you know, both episodes uh, you know, the big, the long banger and then the first like short episode. So I watched as much as I could without, you know, spoiling what I hadn't seen. So that was only like 20 minutes of the show. <laughs> How did it go? Was it good? Yeah, it went really good. Um, I mostly, you know, my only gripe is that Disney and also our schedule kind of forced us to cover four episodes worth of content. So it was like... <laughs> for a recap episode right like obviously yeah. it's easy for us to like babble and talk for four hours on our regular shows but for the recap that was right. just, i had like five pages of recap like notes for the <laughs> first episode um but then yes. but, but then we did the second episode which is like a 20 minute bit and I felt much better about the next 13, 12 episodes because just knowing that I'm not, you know, it's not going to be another 90 or 75 minute episode that the first one was, but yeah. I mean, it's really good and they need to do it that way. And I have a lot of good feelings about how that went and why they did it. And it's really just kind of a, uh, you know, they took what they did with the clone wars and per, like perfected it. They better executed mm -hmm. that. Right. Cause they had the movie, the right. Clone Wars movie, and that's just kind of like a dud when it comes to the whole entire Clone Wars thing. So yeah. they did a good job. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to have that on during work tomorrow, you know, because the new episode of the show comes out, right? Tomorrow. Friday, you are caught Friday up now, Friday though, releaser. right? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'll listen. I'll be listening to our companion series uh, during work, getting prepped for the newest episode that comes out tonight. So, uh, yeah, if you guys are watching The Bad Batch, make sure you tune in Sunday nights at, at 9 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch uh, and listen to Nick and his boy, our boy, your boy Mikey, uh, break down the latest episode of so um with that being said one last thing to ask of you kind and gracious listeners um we are inching slowly and slowly ever so close to our our goal of having 100 subscribers on our youtube channel we're at like 84 right now so it's like 16 we need 16 more subs it's a lot closer than i give it credit for i know yeah we're getting we're getting there just so close every week. Uh, so if you're listening, if you're tuned into the live stream, uh, if you're listening later in the week um, and you haven't subscribed, if you like what we're doing, uh, please just hit that red subscribe button. It's totally free. Uh, it lets you know anytime we put out any new content onto our YouTube channel and it will help us hit our goal, which uh, will allow us to have a nice fancy custom URL for youtube so it'll make it easier for people to find us easier for us to hand out our link to people instead of going to our channel and copying and pasting our ridiculous url right now i can just type i'll go to youtube.com slash showboys podcast um yeah we would really appreciate it and uh it would mean a lot to us and and uh, you know and just a couple things about youtube in general and i i, I kind of blame them Right for YouTube being so effective and efficient because until I had a channel for which I wanted people to subscribe, being the Showboys channel, I mean, there's a lot of things I never. It's been there are very few things I subscribe to on there because YouTube's so good at you open it and it knows what you're watching, it knows the things you watch, so you don't have to subscribe. (laughs) So the subscription thing is just like a convenient layout thing where it puts it on the left and you can click there, but also like notifications stuff like that. But YouTube does so much on its own to kind of make that irrelevant. So it's just kind of cool and important that, you know, people start thinking about that and just, I have subscribed to way more things now that I'm aware of it. Same. Yeah. And it helps uh, a smaller channels grow a little bit. Um, You know, helps push us into the almighty algorithm, um, which, you know, gets us into new people's ear holes, which is exactly where we want to be. Uh, but enough with the uh, front of episode stuff. Uh, we have a really fun episode for you guys tonight. Um, recently, Nick and I, I think this was the first time we've ever done this, Nick, but you might have to think back through our friendship and see. Uh, but we went to the theater together and we saw Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, and it was a fun time. And, but, it, you know... I think it was the first time we've gone to see a movie together. I think so. I really feel like we did, though, another time. But I f- no. I feel like... As far I, as know, memory serves, yes, that's yeah. the first time. We both have terrible memories, but I do feel like we probably... We had to have seen something, right? Well, maybe not, because you don't go to the movies very often. This is true. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, you go to the movie so much that you wouldn't know. (laughs) That's true. Two polar opposites of just not knowing. 
but yeah, it was fun. We got to do it. Definitely, if it wasn't our first time as friends, it was the first time as the show boys. This is that right. we got and and we did some uh, podcasting research uh, yeah. for yes, everyone yes. here. Um, but yeah, it was just it was a fun time uh, getting back to the movies <clears throat> in general. I've uh, gone a, a handful of times since you know the pandemic and the the theaters have reopened. Uh, I believe that was your first time back. Yeah. I believe it's my first time back since the last Star Wars movie. Whoa. But I think that was 2019, December. So that's, I mean. Still, that's like two years. Um, you know, you're in a quarter. Half. You're yeah. in a quarter. Yeah, it's a solid, solid amount of time. Um, how did it feel to get back in? Did you miss it at all? Was it refreshing, you know, sitting in front of a 100-foot screen? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was nice. And I, I mean, you know, like a lot of things, I, I favor um, the pandemic patterns of just less people. I guess that's my favorite part about everything. It's just, It's just less people. You know, yeah. there's what there's like five other people in the theater with us, yes. maybe. Yeah, uh, that's definitely been a plus uh, going back to the theater during this because uh, before you would have to like. Because um, session stands alone, there was like well, nobody. That and uh, like it before COVID happened, uh, if you went to Tinseltown, it was hard to just walk up on, you know, yeah. right before your showtime and be able to get two seats together. Yeah, uh, which was really cool because that meant a lot of people were going to the theater to see movies. But um, it, now you don't have to worry about that because uh, the few times that Becca and I I have gone, she has asked like during the day, like, should I run over and you know grab some tickets real quick? Because we're not buying those online because you get hit with like you know six dollars worth of service fees, which is baloney. Um, but that's a whole other episode topic. Um, but yeah, you just walk right in and you you got pretty much the whole theater to yourself, which is nice for the time being. I can't wait until it's packed again and we don't have to worry about our beloved theaters closing down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had a blast. It was great. It was a, a really fun movie to see in theaters also. You know, you got all the crazy giant kaiju action going on. Um and I'll, I'll preface this whole episode and say that I watched it on HBO Max first uh, the week prior. And then I willingly chose to go watch it in theaters because it deserved that treatment. Because yeah, you're a good boy. Good show boy. Yes. Um, yeah. Thinking about it now, uh, most of the movies that I've seen in theaters since COVID are movies that I could have watched on HBO and I do have HBO, but I still yeah. chose to go to theater. Um, Dedication. We took our kids to see the Crudes two, which wasn't on HBO. Um, then Becca and I went and saw the little things, which was an HBO max release. Then we went and saw nobody, which I believe is on HBO. Not familiar. Um, um, let me double check that real quick. Do you your know, research. No, um, then you and I went and saw Godzilla vs. Kong, which was an HBO movie. And then uh, this one's kind of embarrassing to admit, but do it. Tuesday, uh, my father-in-law asked me to go see a movie with him and his oldest son. Uh, and he's been asking me, this is like a I think pretty much a weekly thing that him and his son do. 
and they ask me pretty frequently, like if I want to tag along, but they always pick like not great movies. So wow. I'm just like, uh, I mean, they're like, you know, define not great movies. Your, your, your typical run of the mill, like garbage action movie with no substance, you know. Uh, for example, we saw the movie Wrath of Man, which I don't know if you've seen any trailers or heard about this movie. No, sir. Um, it is a Jason Statham movie. Mm. And it's literally like the most bland action movie I've ever seen. Um, but I went because... Yeah, you know, I feel I've been feeling bad because I really like my father-in-law and my brother-in-law, and they always ask me, and I'm always like, uh, "Maybe not this time. Maybe next time." And this right. this time, I was like, "You know what? Let's do it. Let's go." Uh, so I went, and it was not the greatest, but hey, it was a movie in the theater, so I was. Did they enjoy it? They enjoyed it, and it wasn't the happening, so I was okay with it. Sorry, I mean, I, I'm never going to let that go. Uh, you love yeah. that movie, deep down. <laughs> you love The Happening. No, no. It's like the only movie that I will openly <clears throat> say that I hated. Uh, Whatever. But yeah, man. It was real fun to get in. Uh, before we went and saw this movie in theaters, uh, I had... Ne- I actually hadn't seen uh, Skull Island, so I watched that for the first time beforehand. Uh, and it was pretty fun. I mean, let's, let's just get this out of, Oh Jesus smashed my microphone. Sorry about that. Hopefully it doesn't kill anyone's ears. Um, let's just get this out of the way. These movies are fun movies, right? You're not going into this to get some like life changing story or some crazy like character development, like, uh, like, performance of the year from your lead actor actress we're all watching these movies to see the monsters and to see the monsters fight so uh i'm gonna preface this entire episode with that because i liked these movies for those purposes right Um, can kong or godzilla get like a like a like an award not Grammy, but like, you know, an Oscar for like their performance. Cause I mean, they have, have very convincing performances. They do. Uh, you know, I would agree that Kong in some of these movies, he's, he's got some nice facial expressions that can really, you know, Godzilla, you know, man, connect he, with He you. says a lot with, you know, the way he moves his eyes and like yeah. makes his straight, like, growl at you like yeah dude i mean he's he says gotta, a lot with them faces he's got to be up for like roar of the year at least yeah uh, he has the one of the most iconic roars out there um but yeah obviously we're not gonna go out and and say that these movies were stellar uh you know story-wise or like human story-wise so we're just gonna get that out of the way um but i did enjoy all of the movies in the uh, quote-unquote monster verse, which would be like Kong Skull Island, uh, twenty fourteen Godzilla, I think the mm-hmm. the Godzilla's Brian Cranston, um, yes, then sir. Godzilla uh, King of the Monsters, and then now Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, I actually I like the franchise. Um, they're fun. They're fun movies. They're fun movies. You go there for the monster fights, and they deliver on those. Um, 
with that being said, uh, what what were your expectations for this set of films? Uh, you know, we can start specifically with Godzilla vs. Kong, but like any of these uh, four movies, like what, what did you expect going into viewing any of them? Yeah, so I remember I was really excited about the, you know, the first Godzilla because I feel like anyone that watches any Godzillas likes um, a new Godzilla movie coming out just because... Mm-hmm. There's always opportunity to do a new take or a slightly altered take on this character, right? Um, goes back a long way, and there's been a lot of Godzilla movies. And I think, you know, the one before this reboot of Godzilla was what? Godzilla 2000 with uh, what's his face in it? Was, oh, let's see. Was, I, I think uh, Matthew. Broderick or somebody was it? Uh, some I gotta look it up. The 1998 Godzilla. It, it's blending between uh Honey I Shrunk the Kids guy yeah, and is yeah. Matthew Broderick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that one now people people I know really dislike that movie, um, you know, that are fans of it, and it's just mm-hmm. like a stinker of a movie, apparently. But that came out when I was, I don't know, nine, ten years old. I thought it was cool. That was like the first yeah. Godzilla movie that came out in my like memorable history. So I liked it as a kid. So um, I like Godzilla, but I liked I was excited for this movie because it did seem cool. It was big, but it did the whole like dark doesn't show you a lot of Godzilla. And it kind of tried to focus more on the humans of it. And you got more of the they did the whole. Um, uh not District 9, the other found footage movie that you like, part of your oh, universe. Cloverfield? Yeah, the Cloverfield effect, where you don't really see the monster much. Yeah. That's kind of what they do with Godzilla there. And, I mean, I like that movie. And I think that was before they decided it was going to be a monster-verse, mm-hmm. maybe. Well, I'm trying to remember if the the end credit scene happened in Skull Island or 2014 Godzilla. Um, Skull because, Island. Okay. Uh, right. So then, yeah, the the 2014 Godzilla was kind of like the outlier of like, I mean, they both have Monarch in them, right? So you have right. that connection, but like there isn't the distinct, like explicitly stated connection there. Right. Um, but the- no, go ahead. No, and I was going to say, and then the next one was Skull Island, right? They didn't come out with the second Godzilla. No, I I believe Skull Island was first. Let me look that up. Oh, no. Skull Island was was in 2017. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So so the way I I recall Skull Island before I rewatched it this year, right, getting ready for this (laughs) movie, was I didn't know it connected to anything. Um and I've never really been a big fan of Kong in the first place. Right. Um, so I remember just putting it on because it was on HBO and I fell asleep really quickly. And then I re I woke up when they're all in the like skull crawler pits. Right. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and there's Tom Hiddleston that I didn't know <laughs> was in the movie and all this crazy shit was happening. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is going on? I just like, turned it off and just like went to bed at that point. Cause I like woke up in a daze and this movie is just, yeah. it, it, it took a turn. Like, I don't know yeah. much about Kong and like all the stuff 
to do, do with Kong. So all of a sudden there's like these skull crawler things, Tom mm. Hiddleston, Samuel Jackson. I was just like, what is happening? Right <laughs> it was just too yeah. much. And it, it seemed like almost spacey too, you know, yeah. kind of like waking up and that, that was a very eerie scene. It was cool. But rewatching it, it was like, it made a lot more sense the second yeah. time around. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and then like the the second Godzilla, I liked a lot, um, just because you got to see more Godzilla. But they also started to do the whole monster verse thing, where mm-hmm. you know there's kind of like Godzilla's the good guy, and he's kind of still dragging right. his tail through you know the states, but he's hunting down the you know yeah, the, bi- the other titans, yeah, the big titans. So so I thought that was really cool. So I mean, obviously with all that kind of like setting things up, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was excited to see this. And once again, I'm not really too privy to the story elements of it. So I was still genuine, genuinely surprised right Mm. at the points they wanted me to be surprised in this movie. The first time, the second time it was like ridiculously glaring, like where the plot line was going (laughs) because it was, it was like 15 minutes in and they already dropped the whole Mecha Godzilla. Like spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler. Um, It's been, it's been long enough. Yeah. And I'm not, and it's Godzilla versus Kong. I mean, I think I think I was the outlier here and did not see that coming. But um, <laughs> I did not. I didn't see it until like he took full form. Like this thing was just like moving. <laughs> and I mean, even the second time I was like, yeah, see, they they hid that well. That could have been like a giant skull crawler. That's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So, yeah, I mean, I do enjoy them. Um, but I think they could have done more with the whole like human element. And I think they yeah. were sp- supposed to, but there's all the, the yeah. talk of them butching it. So, yeah. So before I get into Godzilla vs Kong, um, <clears throat> I will say first off, I didn't realize that <laughs> this is going to sound so stupid, but I didn't realize <laughs> skull Island came out after 2014 Godzilla. So because I ignored Kong, like when it did come out, I was like, whatever, I don't care. Um, but that makes so much more sense because I was like, if this is like a monster verse, why wasn't there like an end credit scene or something in Godzilla? Right? right. But then, duh, because it was the first movie and they probably weren't planning on doing this and then they did it. So, yeah, I mean, because the first one did pretty well. Um, yeah. And, and on top of that, that first Godzilla. The, the human story was actually really good. Yes. I thought and it was very intriguing for like a kaiju movie. Like that side of the story was, was well executed, I think. Yeah. But um, that was all undone when you pointed out the whole Wanda and her brother thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, after going back and watching it, like after knowing, you know, yeah. Age of Ultron and Wanda and Pietro, uh, you know, they are now forever ingrained in my brain as brother and sister. So seeing them as husband and wife and like making out and stuff, I'm just like, ah, <laughs> Wanda. Did, didn't age well. Yeah, I don't know how they do things in Sokovia, <laughs> but over here in the States, that's a, uh, that's, that's frowned upon. Alternate timeline. Um, yeah. Where like the bomb didn't, the, bo- <laughs> the bombing never happened in Sokovia and they never had a grudge against Tony Stark. Yeah. She never found her latent abilities and they just end up marrying each other. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, other than that, like um, I really enjoyed that 2014 movie and Jordan Hoffy chiming in. They need to add Jeff Jaguar soon. Uh, war, war. 
I don't know what that is. Oh, he says Jet Jaguar. Um, and then he says, good old Jeff Jaguar. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what who oh. Jeff or Jet Jaguar is. Uh, Dude, so this guy looks look sweet. This is very retro looking. Yeah? Wow. You should throw it up on the screen. I can do that? Sure. Start, share your screen. That's um, right, I can. But yeah, with all, with all that being said, uh, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong... Uh, I've only seen it once, and it was the one time in theater. Uh, here we go. Here's old old Jeff. Jet. Jet. <laughs> no, he will forever be Jeff. Oh, okay. It's Jeff. <laughs> this is Jeff and Godzilla. Jeff and Godzilla. Look at this. Uh, so here's a, a little Jaguar, bit. Here's why a little does he look bit like more, a Power Ranger. A little bit more uh, mech suit looky. That's a little yeah. better. Um, these are great though. Wow. <laughs> Oh, I love it, dude. That should be our Halloween costume this year. Look at how cool this is. <laughs> wow. I need to watch this movie. Yes. The good old Mecca behind him. You know, I remember seeing those older Godzilla movies like after school or the days that I was, I would like be sick in air quotes and stay home from school. Uh, watching those uh, Godzilla movies you're, you have up on the screen there. And I want to like go back and rewatch them now. I feel like that'd be a fun thing to do. This is such a Jordan reference. I know, right? <laughs> I need to stop scrolling. Um, He's shouting out our, our Jeff Gilkerson Jaguar. I love it. Uh, there we I go. hope that you uh, that that is actually tagging him and he sees this because that's hilarious. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, going into Godzilla vs Kong. I've only seen it once, uh, and immediately I noticed the just atrocious human storyline, uh, human plot. Um, and later, after watching the movie and you know watching a few videos on YouTube, like diving into it and stuff, um, I feel like we're gonna have this excuse for every movie now, thanks to the Snyder Cut. But um, you know, apparently this movie fell victim to some, uh, you know, chopping block, you know, mishaps here uh, with, you know, some of the plot holes and, and things uh, human story wise that kind of didn't line up or felt choppy or missing or shallow or whatever. Um, apparently, you know, I think it's it's believable because of the pandemic, right? You know, you, you, you never know. Things might've been removed or maybe not uh, shot correctly and they couldn't do reshoots or something. I don't know. Uh, it's more believable during the pandemic, but um, I feel like this is just going to be an ongoing excuse whenever a movie is like criticized in any way. Oh, it's because the, they got butchered in the, in the editing process or whatever. Post-production. Uh, yeah, but uh, apparently this fell victim to that. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I can kind of see it because there are some holes and some major, you know, choppiness jumping from one thing to another that, you know, just kind of was, was well, noticeably bad for someone who generally likes most of what he sees. Yeah, and though, though it's weird with this one, though, because usually when that happens right so let's look at you know justice league um and suicide squad right because those are known to have this problem 
there there's things in the movie you clearly want to take out hmm. right so but with godzilla vs kong here i'm not exactly sure what that needs removed because i think everything in it was pretty needed if yeah. anything they just needed to add more to make the human story complete which would made it like a three hour movie. So I don't know if they just overextended themselves in shooting and like material. And they're just like, all right, people want, you know, I think it was like, a, it was a spectrum and they're like, all right, we shot everything to have a well-balanced movie. We went a little heavy on the human story. We think people are really going to click with the whole monsters, just fighting thing. So we're going to mm-hmm. lean really heavy in this direction um, and just cut out all this for time's sake. Cause if they added everything and had both stories and elements in there, it would be like a three, four hour movie. Yeah. Which so, I, I think I'm okay with that, but yeah. I, I tend to like the longer stuff. Um, that's what All she right. said. Uh, hear me, hear me out. You release <laughs> one of the, you release one of the cuts in theaters, right? Which everyone's going to do more box office damage. HBO for the and then, longer. And then you HBO the rest yep. of it. Like that's 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 how they need to handle this going forward. Just like that's with a brilliant idea, it's if, almost like you know they should hire you and I to come up yeah. with these strategies. Yeah, if they want Josh Whedon to have a cut of something and they want to put it in theaters because they think as executives that it's just going to be a money printer, do it. We don't care. Like as long as you put the other version <laughs> on a streaming <laughs> service, we're good. Yeah, for us, for us people who actually like good things, we might go, we probably might still see both because if you yeah. go see both, then you get to trash talk one or the other later. Right. So. Right. Uh, so one of the, the big things that stuck out uh, to me, especially first off, I didn't even notice during my viewing, uh, but I found this out, you know, during doing my deep dive, you know, afterwards, um, <clears throat> The character who pilots the Mechagodzilla, mm-hmm. his name is Ren Sirizawa, who yes, is sir. the son of the Sirizawa character from the other two Godzilla movies. Yep. Why was that not dove into much more? That's well, like, <clears throat> that's a huge story tool that you could use. Like, Well, during the campaign run, when he was, you know, the initial... Um, campaign run when he was doing like interviews and stuff or like like the little preview clips like mm-hmm. that they put his name on the screen so it was not at all hidden from the get-go yeah. it's just like a slipped under the rug detail that they it just shows that they were clearly gonna focus in on like daddy issues Sirizawa family and yeah. then yeah i mean that would make sense because right now i'm just like why does this guy want to pilot a mecha godzilla and like Take out Godzilla. What are his credentials? Oh, maybe because his dad gave his life trying to save Godzilla, and he's probably not happy that he doesn't have a dad anymore thanks to this giant nuke lizard. Like, yeah. Okay, okay that would, I mean, still, it's pretty uh, I mean, kind of ridiculous, but like, it's better than just being like, yeah, I'm his son. Well, and then never touching that again in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I would even say. <clears throat> Even with the the shots that did include, like you wouldn't even have to go like daddy issue revenge type stuff. You could just go with the fact that he's just a prominent scientist son who had mm-hmm. a bright future ahead of him. He was working with for the crappy company and the crap because in his scenes he was even like, I think we should test out this power source thing because we don't know how this is going to happen or how <laughs> yeah. this is going to work. And then yeah. you know, you know, then the exec guys just like do it and he's like uh <laughs> okay right yeah. so you know yeah. i th- i think that's you know that's a fine plot line like the, the prominent prodigy son mm-hmm. working for the wrong guy 
dad yeah. wasn't here. Yeah. Could have been working for his dad. Um, yeah, that, they dropped the ball at that point. But um, I will say, even though the, the human element was uh, not as desirable as, uh, you know, the 2014 movie, uh, I do love pretty much anything that Brian Tyree Henry does. Uh, so I, I enjoyed his character, which yeah. um, I mostly um, connect uh, Henry to Paperboy from Atlanta. Paperboy. So seeing this character versus Paperboy, it's like a complete 180 from each other, and I love it. I was it's watching. So I was watching Charles Gambino um, <laughs> interviews, like he was on Stephen Colbert, like in 2017, because today that's where my YouTube went after. So did I send that? I sent something to you, maybe. I don't Probably. know. We got on a slight like Bino kick. Um, and it was a paper boy. The clip they played was paper boy doing his, <laughs> doing his recordings for the, uh, the Spotify commercial or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just love that show. It's just so yes. good. And that character is so good. And to your point, like he's just, a, a, and he's getting <laughs> so involved in so many more things, which mm-hmm. is fun to see him pop up yeah. in things. I didn't know he was in this. So all of a sudden paper boy showed up and I'm like, yeah. What? And he's like some crazy conspiracy podcaster. Like I loved it. It was awesome. Um, but speaking of, I believe he's going to be uh, in the MCU in the upcoming Eternals movie. I believe. Uh, let me check his IMDb real quick. But I'm pretty so, sure. So him and Daenerys Targaryen from. I thought she was also going to be in Eternals. Uh, yes, he plays, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this, but Fastos, 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 Fastos. Yes. Jordan, Um, correct his, his, his speech. Yes. Correct my speech through text. (laughs) Which is going to be exactly how I saw it on IMDb. (laughs) Give us the enunciation. Yes. Uh, Kamel Nanjiani is going to be in the Eternals too, by the way. Um, so that's interesting uh but anyways there's actually a lot of of heavy hitters in the eternals looking through that but yeah uh human human element aside uh man the the scenes though with godzilla and kong like duking it out like holy crap so cool uh i loved the the first scene that you know we get on the the ocean freighter and like yeah for how how did when they're both like standing on the one shit like how does it not just snap in half and like sink buoyancy buoyancy okay science that's why science and science <laughs> stuff but but now no now I, I had the same thought not when like kong i'm kind of cool with kong kind of crawling around these ships right and like mm. the way he kind of operates on because you know he he's nimble he's light i think he's like a human where he can like focus where he puts his weight right like obviously like that's how we can walk on ice but then it first running on ice we just fall through mm-hmm. um godzilla though like he is just like thick with a lot of c's and yeah. he he's just <laughs> dense like that dude is just yeah. dense he can't jump you know what i mean like yeah. kong can jump yeah your boy godzilla I, I don't know if he can jump really well he it's can swim 
He's got about a zero vertical. <laughs> a little, a little hop. <laughs> he just brings that tail up and just, you know, yeah, gets air that way. Smacking people with his tail. But yeah, um, I mean that I think that scene like just almost touched like fast and furious level for me. Like that that was <laughs> that whole sequence is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um and I do take issue with the whole uh like it's not seismic charges, but you know, the bot what do they call them? The the bombs they shot down to disorient mm. Godzilla. Why yeah. didn't they disorient Kong? Like I'm confused. Is he immune to That's science, bro? Okay, they're okay. lizard disorienting. Yes, bombs, lizard monkey bombs. Nu- nuke lizard disorientation <laughs> bomb devices. Yes, um, but I didn't even think about any of that stuff really until after the fact because I was just so amazed by the beauty of the CGI during this the scene though because like yeah. They paid attention not to the logistical and like, you know, science related details. They paid attention to every other minor detail. Like when Godzilla like whips his arm up out of the water onto the boat, like little water droplets fall on the the screen and uh, just like, you know, planes blowing up. And like nothing was was left behind in like the destruction of the scene or in the fight itself, which was pretty cool. And I, and I think, and this goes back to my previous <laughs> point about like them winning an award for their acting because they're not like Godzilla, like like Kong, like he's a primate. Like there's a lot they do a lot to do the kind of human story through Kong, right? His whole journey, mm-hmm. which is a big part of the movie. But Godzilla, he's not like this soulless monster like he has a lot of like emotion and like feeling through his eyes or like his whole facial expression because when he comes up out of the water and he's like on the boat just yeah. staring down kong like they're it's about happy boy yeah like you, you get it and i don't know i just to me they did a really good job giving godzilla some sort of like human element mm-hmm. to yeah. him yeah no i think the the way that they designed the characters uh, is very very good very well done um and still like every time i i think his roar in this movie was a little different than 2014 and even king of the monsters but mm-hmm. um gets me every time so good you let that bad boy belt out i'm just like oh, yeah yes just do that for two hours like <laughs> oh my god i'm just kidding that'd be awful <laughs> uh but that and like when his uh you know spiky spine like charges up and you just see the blue like slowly work up and then uh, so good um <clears throat> but yeah so i, I guess that kind of like sums up my thoughts on the movie like pretty good if you're just going to have fun and watch a giant monkey and a thick boy lizard fight each other. Uh, I thought it was cool that we finally got like a destruction of, uh, a, were they in Hong Tokyo Kong. or Hong Kong. Hong Kong? Okay. We finally got a destruction of a, of a Hong Kong there, uh, which is iconic when you're thinking of Godzilla, right? Um, <clears throat> the, that, that fight scene in the city with, you know, first Godzilla versus Kong, and then, you know, Mecha comes in, and they're like, all right, we can put our beef aside for a second, let's get this guy. Um, that whole sequence was awesome. Um, but if you're, if you go into it knowing that that's what you're going to get, just a fun CGI monster movie battling it out, 
uh, I think you're going to love this movie. If you're going into it to get a, a deep and rich story with uh, some characters that are also deep and rich, uh, you're going to be severely disappointed. Um, those are my thoughts on the movie. What, what, what are your overall like final thoughts on this movie in particular? No, I mean, I liked it and I'm definitely going to watch it again. And, you know, on top of everything else that I've said about it, um, I'll always lean back on the world building to me. They, they did a really good job building out a world um, that I don't know much about. And maybe it doesn't necessarily exist together. Cause I know calling in Godzilla, like they did kind of take some um, liberties to make them in the same, like Kaiju verse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked, you know, them talk, them exploring how, you know, the core of the earth and like how you get there. And there's all these other like monarch research stations and mm. they kind of travel around the globe and they, and they do a whole lot of, and this is some of the critique against it is like a lot of stuff happens for no real reason. Like why did they have to go? Why did they have to go, you know, to Antarctica to do it? Or right. you know, there's just a lot of like, why's like, why does this exist in it? So to me, I feel like it's a huge, like just reference sheet for a lot of things that they can do later. Yeah. Or like at least giving me more details about this world that I just appreciate. And I like, um, I even think like the whole tunnel between, uh, Pensacola, Florida, and Hong Kong was pretty cool. Like, just like weird science, like yeah. construction things like that. Like, I don't know. It just helps me frame a reference. Like, what's going on? Like, that would that would be something that you like. <laughs> yeah, and, and and also you know things like it's like the wonder about that they need to explain to me more someday. Probably never. Mm-hmm. But like, they built this dome around part of kong's island and kong just like i'm gonna live in here and but kind of pretend i don't know i live in here i don't know um you know these are both graves but also things i do like about the movie um it is a collection of just like what the hex and whys (laughs) but it's a good collection of what the hex and whys because they are at least presented to you in good detail and look cool yeah um it was a fun adventure it was a fun adventure that's for sure yeah uh so I the the whole journey to the center of the earth thing uh was not really my cup of tea. Uh I still don't really understand why that was necessary. Right. Um because they needed a power source, and where's the power source down there? And um, Kong needed a cool axe. How else is he gonna get a cool axe without going to where he came from, his family? Yeah, but why did they come from the center of the earth? Like that's exactly. Just, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, well, you know, they in Skull Island they set that up. I'll give them credit for that. They set that all up in Skull Skull Island because that's where the skull crawlers crawl out of, like these deep holes mm. from this under, you know, inside of the earth, right? Yeah. Um, so, and you know, they're saying um, uh, John Goodman's character in Skull Island, like he was saying, like. Skull Island is like this connection to a different world, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why Kong came out there with his family and his peeps because they were chased out by the skull crawlers. So mm-hmm. they found a new home away from them. But obviously something crazy was going on. So we need <laughs> we need a we need a 
a journey a to the center of the earth movie. We need a prequel showing us like Kong's parents trying to save Kong from the skull crawlers. Like that yeah. whole thing. And then his little baby Kong, like, come on, that won't sell toys. Come on. Yeah. I hire me. Baby Yoda. Hire exactly. me for this monster verse. Warner brothers. Come on. This is our zillionth episode talking about how we could do things better for you. Like baby Yoda was a hit. Think about a baby Kong baby, baby Zilla, baby Zilla, just a real thick baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I I can totally see it. I see. Uh, so both sides of the coin here, like, yeah, I left the movie uh, you know, there was no post-credit scene or anything, which is something that we're just accustomed to having all of the time. Thanks, Marvel. Um, but there's there's no post-credit scene, so and, and they, you know, they killed off. Uh, at least it appeared that Ren, you know, Sirizawa died. You know, piloting the mecha suit or the mechazilla. Uh, the mechazilla got. You know, roasted there, so I mean, they could always build another one, I guess, right? But you know, will Ghidorah like is that consciousness still a possibility, or like you right. know, they <clears throat> they kind of didn't leave many open ends to that particular story, which I guess they didn't really do in the other movies. Yeah, either. I don't think they need to. You know what I mean? Yeah, like things just happen in this world. Yes. And like you said, they, they were, you know, traveling around. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, very s- minuscule side details that Kong just... sedated and they got him on a boat. Oh, Kong's hooked up to a net and he's just flying through the sky. Yeah. That, that guy's seen the him, world, man. We need him in Antarctica. Why? Because he needs to go to the center. Why? Because we need a power source. Why? Because he needs his axe yeah. Yeah, to fight. Because without the axe, he wouldn't defeat Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, because story. Because Godzilla um, need to supercharge it. That was cool. Dude, that was so cool. <laughs> that was so cool. Kong's, um, Kong, when he realizes like when he needs the axe and what the axe is, like it, he's just so funny. Yeah. He's like, oh. <laughs> he gets it. Godzilla's yeah. like, come on, you dumb monkey. Just <laughs> Yeah. It's like our friend Tim. Uh, in more ways than one. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Um, but... Like, like you were saying, they left en- enough, like, details around, like, to be used for future, you know, storylines and stuff. Yeah. And I think uh, that was very apparent in King of the Monsters. Because, uh, I mean, that's when they reveal, like, all of the monarch stations, right, That's that are, like, littered across the globe. And, like, each one is containing a different titan monster and you know we only saw i think three there in king of the well, monsters three or four definitely not two is one right but uh i mean there's 30 plus stations you know at least uh, there's there might be more uh, this well, is off the top of my head uh so like that's just a slew of other titans and monsters that we can make movies about, right? Well, I also felt like this, there was probably like four movies they could have done before getting to this, at least in a linear fashion, because even in the opening credits, how they're doing the whole like fight bracket, like they, yeah. they just cruise through it. Like they showed the two or three things, um, 
Kong and Godzilla did fight, but then they just like skip a bunch and they get to like yeah. Kong versus Godzilla. Like, what happened to the rest of the bracket? Like, right. we're just gonna we're just gonna glaze over the fact that there's ten other fights <laughs> going on right. here. Yeah, just a nice solid four minutes of uh, visual exposition. <laughs> I, I think I think I think Kong got a big buy right all the way to the to the main guy i feel yeah. like godzilla had to fight like 30 things to get here because he's right. just cruising the earth looking for a fight yeah. kong's like vacationing all the time <laughs> yes kong his private dome yeah um but yeah I, I feel like there's obviously a lot left unexplored in this universe um and speaking of we had an article in uh our last episode of the newscast where legendary pictures and Warner brothers want Adam Wingard, who was the director of Godzilla vs Kong to come back and direct a new monster verse film. Um, which is kind of surprising with some of the like backlash. This one has gotten, uh, as, as received for the, you know, human like plot line and stuff. Uh, but it's kind of also exciting because I enjoy this franchise for what it is. Uh, but that brings me to the next point. Like everything's franchised these days. Like, like how do you feel about that? Like, should this be a franchise? Should it continue? Like, does everything need to be a part of a franchise or like, are the days of just singular story, like movies over? Yeah. I mean, it's weird because as much as like the franchising of this, I think has helped it. It's also just where it exposes itself to a lot of criticism, right? Where we talk about continuality things, places that just things that just don't make sense. Um, so it, it helps and hinders it. Cause obviously I think people just feel good knowing something's part of a franchise where they watch one thing four years ago, four years later they come watch another thing and they just re- vaguely remotely know that they're connected. Yeah. Um, and people find enjoyment when they see something they're like, Oh yeah, that connects to this. And that, you know, that there's just something very appeasing to people about that. Right. Where you can just connect the dots in a story. Um, but yeah, definitely the whole standalone thing does go away. And I think this could have been done standalone too. They just, have to, they just have to make the effort to say, like, is this or is this not a continual no. connected universe? You know, if it is, it is and make it that and take yeah. the effort to make it that. Right. So unfortunately, the MCU exists and that is like the gold <laughs> standard. So everything is always yeah. going to be compared to that. Right. And to me, if you're going to say something exists and connects, like you kind of have to like strive for that. And if you don't, you have to really justify not. And maybe, and maybe that's where they kind of have to just, they do justify themselves here because at the end of the day, it is a giant lizard fighting a giant monkey. (laughs) And let's not, you know, let's not just, let's not break anything being upset about this story having holes in it right uh but i think you bring up a good point about the connection between them right um this is a warner brothers property you know what else is a warner brothers property that has a really god-awful uh you know extended it's fine. universe it's fine 
uh, I'm sensing a pattern here. Like if you're going to, if you're going to do a franchise, an extended universe of films, uh, like you have to go all in connection wise, like, um, like you can keep the stories what they are, but like, if you're going to make them connected, like you have to really put all the chips in. Right. Um, and this one, you know, so far we've had four movies. Um, not the greatest. I mean, you, you have some returning characters, right? You know, Kyle Chandler from uh, in, the other movies, you know, is in it for like 30 seconds. Millie Bobby Brown, you know, makes her appearance. Um, but and I think that might be the saddest thing about this movie is that it's for as it was really good for what it was meant to do. Mm. And we'll keep saying that, but at the same time, it being a culmination of right now, four movies, um, or is it, or three or whatever it is, but one, they put in too many recurring characters and set up too many new characters, right. To just kind of drop them all on their face by the end of the movie and not really do anything with them. Um, and, but, but the other movies, they did a really decent job at telling the history of you know shirazawa and like his importance in the whole entire this universe right and then mm-hmm. you know uh chandler how do you say his name yeah kyle chandler kyle chandler um you know he he has relevance and like millie bobby brown is connected to him and mm-hmm. they set these things up but in this movie they kind of just like drop them and you know the same thing with the story elements around who, what, why, when, and where are things fighting and what has happened. They they're kind of just letting it really lax in this movie, mm-hmm. and that's kind of this was their chance to really like double down on everything they were setting up in all the other movies, and they just didn't do it. And that's the sad thing. Not yeah. that they needed to, and it's just they could have. Right. Well, if you're going to like, then do it. Right. Or like, don't do it, but don't like kind of do it. Well, that's like in the first Godzilla, <clears throat> there's really only like three or four human characters you really cared or followed or did anything with. In this one, mm. there's like 12. Yeah. Yeah. And like three of them have s- screen time. And it's like Brian Tyree Henry, Millie Bobby Brown, and our boy from uh, Deadpool. I yeah. forget his name, but I love that kid. He's so funny. Yeah. Um, so to have all these also, you know, notable actors too. And like put all this effort into that and just not do anything with it. That's the sad thing about it. And that's where, that's where it's like, obviously, are you going to do it? or Are you not going to do it? Are we doing a shared connected universe? Are we not like make Mm -hmm. up your mind? Warner bros. Yeah. And I mean, like Alexander Skarsgård is in this movie. Yeah. Tons of people. I mean, you know, he went to the center of the earth, which is cool, I guess. But um, anyways, (laughs) You know, with that being said, like that's right. His brother or right, that was his brother that went down to the center of the earth and died. And there could be something more there. Like there's just breadcrumbs everywhere, but yes. this movie obviously had a focus and it was not any of that. Yeah. So yeah, so like why do any of that? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Uh but that leads us to my next little bullet point here. Man, you're just like crushing all the segues, not knowing 
what at all I have written on this piece of paper. This is what I do here. It's almost like we've been doing this for like several months now together. Um, Segway. That I ruined. You're welcome. Yeah. I set <laughs> uh, that all up. I know. Um, where, where do they go from here? Like, let's, let's again, put our Warner brothers hats on and, you know, give them an opportunity to print free money from our ideas. Um, what do you suggest the next move for the monster verse is, you know, this isn't what I suggest, but this is what they're probably going to do. And it's going to be a Godzilla vs. Kong two. Um, <laughs> 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 and it's and it's just gonna completely undo everything here. No, um, I I would I would suggest, and I would also like to see, um, a new Kong movie about his new life at the center of the Earth. Right, really kind of explore this whole other world within the world for me. Right, literally. Um, yeah, and you know they got they got. Obviously, we were very quick as humanity to set up research stations down there because they were already there by the end of the movie um very dangerous place not so dangerous anymore with kong in it but i think another movie there would be good um i think i don't know what there is for godzilla obviously they just need to start throwing in people like jet right like just start making these things work i assume jet might be from outer space good old Um, jeff uh, Jeff. (laughs) but yeah i mean they might have just kind of pegged themselves into this little corner of just kind of using these reoccurring characters as just light, like filler, but really just focusing on the monsters. Um, So I I think uh, I like your idea about like a journey to the center of the earth, like proper where that's like the full focus of the movie. And we learn why that's so important and like what happened there. Um, I like what they've set up here with this movie where, I mean, Godzilla has already been set up as like the hero, right? He's the protector of the earth, like keeping the Titans quelled. Uh, so they don't, they don't just wipe out existence on the earth. Um, Godzilla or Godzilla Kong in Skull Island again is set up as a hero character, right? Uh, you know, the, the Islanders are kind of afraid of him, but like, you know, they end, he ends up like, you know, having a relationship with the humans there. They, they end on friendly terms. Um, and then again, in this movie, Godzilla vs. Kong, they, you know, they're fighting each other, but then they realize like, oh, this Mecha Godzilla thing's not, that's no good. We should probably take care of that. And then they kind of just like go their separate ways appearing to no longer be on bad terms. So uh, I like how they're set up. We have two heroes now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so now I'm all for, uh, you know, like a, I can't think of a funny monster Avengers, like a uh, team up movie there, but yeah, like a full Uh, length team up movie. Let's do another team up. Uh, There's, there's all these crazy Titans that you've set up in uh, background information and, King of, Mo- of the Monsters, and even in this movie a little bit, um, where there are plenty of threats for these two to team up and kind of fend off. Um, I don't think you can do much with the origin of Godzilla. Like, I like Godzilla as just like 
he's there and his origin is a mystery. Like I, I, I equate Godzilla almost to like a Joker, right? You don't really need to know the the Joker's origin story. He's still like an awesome character. And I think that's kind of where Godzilla should live, where there's that shroud of mystery from where he came from. Um, Well, they hint at, obviously with, you know, they hint at the whole origin of Kong. And obviously there's like a whole bunch of Kongs kind of living in a civilization down at the center of the earth. Mm-hmm. They were aware of Godzilla that they had it on the floor and they had an ax with his thing. So, I mean, there's things to explore there to where I feel like do a Kong movie about some Kong problems down at the center of the yeah. earth and Godzilla makes his way down there to help out. Cause he's like, yeah, yeah. This, this shit ain't cool. And they've <laughs> built this up. Like it's some historic rivalry. Yeah. Why? Right. Like, where did that come from? The whole time they're like, oh my gosh, they're they're ancient enemies. But like, why? Why were they ever enemies if they, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like um, they could forward it just because that. Kong is just a, another Titan and Godzilla's whole purpose is to, like, keep the Titans in check. Is that the only reason? If so, that's pretty lame for them to be, like, these historic arch enemies, right? Um, but I, I like the idea of exploring Kong's past, right? Like you've said a couple times now, I think that's very intriguing. Um, and I think Godzilla, you're just stuck with movies of him fending off other ridiculously crazy, cool Titans. Uh, and there are a lot that they can use. Uh, we have, we have Jeff, you know, there's a lot of like Mecca, um, monsters from like the older movies and stuff that, that, that they can do. I think they're at, at a time there was like a Mecha Ghidorah too, which is kind of yes. cool. Cause that's, that was a sweet monster. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe a, another Kong should definitely get another solo film. I think he's earned it. Uh, I could always do with more Godzilla solo films and then like another team up would be cool. Um, I, you could even have MonsterVerse movies that don't include either of these characters um, to even build up like another scary titan that could lead up to a team, uh, a movie worthy of a team up, right? Yeah, and they, and they definitely, I mean, if they set up anything, they set it up to where they can do both solo movies and team up movies in the future because Center of the Earth, Surface, of the earth godzilla's kind of got his domain godzilla could completely have have a fight with some titan up there kong has no interference with it and vice versa um so they said so maybe they have more set up here to go different directions it's just how they're going to go about it and like what could they possibly do honestly this would be a completely different direction but i think it would be cool and kind of unique what if there is a movie that is solely focused on Monarch mm-hmm. and not Titans? Right. Like you just get like um, cameos of the two Titans. Yeah. Maybe, you know, a few here or there or like a Cloverfield type, like Titan of sorts where it's barely ever shown like the first Godzilla movie where, you know, his screen time was pretty limited until the very end. 
but it focuses on the monarch organization itself. Maybe they, <clears throat> maybe they're hunting down a new ridiculous Titan, right? And it doesn't get revealed until the very, very end of the movie. And then it's like, oh crap, that's crazy. Like they're going to need Godzilla or Kong to like combat this insane Titan. But you get like the inner workings of the the people side of this the hu- the human side of the story, right? And right. is Monarch a good organization, or are they like power hungry and doing the wrong thing? You know, like that's there's interesting things there to explore. I think, um, and it would just be a change up. I don't know. And- I mean, I'm formulating this in my head as we speak. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to lean into something that Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith said on his podcast. Um, okay. Shout yeah. out. Um, <laughs> shout out Kevin Smith. Uh, <laughs> so his thing was, or he just made a, a quick passing comment that stuck with me about Pacific Rim and that Kaiju universe and melding it with this. Cause I think they own the rights to both and they could totally take the strides to make it happen. So here's how this could happen. So, we get some more solo films. Then we get the team up film with Godzilla vs. Kong 2, where Godzilla works his way to the center of the earth to help Kong or whatever. And <laughs> that magnetic field thing that they had to pass through to get to the center of the earth, that like gets broken. And like you cannot no longer traverse between the two surface and bottom. So this all happens before the beginning of Pacific Rim in which the portal opened up at the bottom of the sea and these space kaiju started coming out and then humans <laughs> had to build mechs and then eventually Godzilla and Kong come to the surface because it got fixed and then boom, there's like human mechs, there's these space kaiju and they and they get to fight these space kaiju. So was that whole idea his or did you formulate that idea after hearing him be like they should just connect the two the latter i just came up with that oh well that's brilliant because i love that that's amazing i love the idea of like godzilla and kong being trapped there and the only answer to fight off even if it's not space kaiju if they just use the titans that we have but they like i mean they oh yeah space kaiju because pacific rim exists but like they created those mechs and mech suits to fight off the Titans that exist in the Godzilla vs. Kong like franchise. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, uh, dude, I'm telling you, we need to work for Warner Brothers. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a ton of holes with that, but in with his notion of connecting the two, which would be really cool, that would be the way to go because it would give a, a lot of fresh. Because the way the kaiju work in Pacific Rim is really cool because they're all kind of like randomly generated <laughs> by these aliens. So they're all different every time. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah, that needs to happen, especially if like all the legal rights and all that kind of stuff's lined up and they're trying to do a monster verse like, yeah, bring it on. That'd be great. Uh, so, Kevin Smith, uh, I know you're listening. You ever want to pop on, you know, and have these chats with us? You're more than welcome. I will definitely give you our Streamyard link. You can come in whenever you want. Just throw. I'm just out. here for the ideas. He needs to actually fill in the detail of what can and can't work <laughs> because that I do not yes. know. Yes, he. Yeah, we'll get. We'll funnel these ideas to Kevin Smith, and then he can do it. Right. Yes. Um. 
but he if Warner Bros. Also. won't hire us, they'll hire him. Hey, well, they're kind of stupid, so they probably wouldn't. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, you have killed it. Like I swear, I don't see you in this word doc, but I swear you're in this word doc. Because... I've never opened it because you know I do zero research. <laughs> Yes, I am well aware. (laughs) (laughs) But the next section I had was, you know, what are some of of our favorite kaiju outside of the Godzilla vs. Kong stuff? Like movies, creatures, uh, like what makes kaiju so interesting to watch? Like, um, and you brought up Pacific Rim, which is another kaiju movie. Like, uh, yeah, so is that like your one of your favorites? Do are there any other uh, kaiju movies or shows that you've watched that you enjoy a lot? Like, what's going on in there? Yeah, I mean, for sure, I, I, you know, I'm a fan of these genres for not having seen like as much as I probably should see of them. Like, I should probably have seen a lot more Godzilla classics than I have. Um, same thing with like Kong and all that stuff. But I mean, I love Pacific Rim when it came out and I don't know how much you can, how much Kaiju and like mech, mecha type stuff like overlap and like how much those are considered the same, mm-hmm. but Pacific Rim, I mean, they have both, they have like the more traditional monster Kaiju. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have the mech suits, right. As the, the Jaegers and, yeah. you know, that's just a lot of fun and, you know, that that movie did a lot for the human element of it, right? A lot of focus there, um, but also they did a lot with the monsters, and they had tons of little side stories and little subplots. And there's no reason they can't do that in Godzilla vs Kong, but that was a completely different ambition because um, Pacific Rim is very much a passion of the directors, less so much in an original story too, less so much. Mm-hmm a bunch of execs just kind of want to cash in out on IPs. Um, But yeah, Pacific Rim, big one for me. I really, I really need more Pacific Rim in my life. I know the anime just came out on Netflix. I started it. It wasn't clicking for whatever mood I was in. So I need to revisit (laughs) that at a later time. Um, But this came to me from the video you sent in our discord about Attack on Titan is technically a you know a kaiju type story type mm-hmm. IP and I had I didn't even put that together but it's an interesting blend because it, it's it's kaiju as like superpowers um, because we're talking humans here who have the ability to transform into basically mech suits um, yeah. you know they have they you know they pilot them just how you know. They would pile the Jaegers in Pacific Rim or in Gundam Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we are in kind of organic monster kaiju-esque things being piloted by humans, much like a Gundam would be. So um, that makes me like Attack on Titan even more just because it, 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 <laughs> it places it somewhere in this in these realms of yeah. labels. So I googled what kaiju like actually means and it says a giant monster of of a type featured in Japanese fantasy and science fiction movies and television programs. And then it also says that uh, kaiju is a Japanese word combining the words for mystery and beast. 
it effectively means mysterious, strange beast animal mm-hmm. often <laughs> translates to the English word monster. So I think that definitely ex- describes Attack on Titan, which I've recently started watching. Shout out, one episode left in season one, and I'll be uh, done with season one. But uh, yeah, uh, mystery beast, <laughs> strange animal definitely describes uh, the Titans in Attack on Titan. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, in that video, they're just like they're all they're, they're mech suits, right? That are being piloted by humans. That yeah. makes them that makes them Jaegers. That makes them Gundams of right. sorts. And I thought that was super cool. Real um, fleshy mech suits. Yeah, flush, <laughs> fleshy mech suits, organic mech suits. Yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I I've been really liking Attack on Titan, by the way. Uh, full complete transparency first very first and only anime i've ever seen nice. uh tr- like true anime not like just an animated show i've watched true. plenty of animated shows um and uh i'm really enjoying it it's rather intense and by intense i mean like every character literally is screaming at all times during dialogue unless Except they're Levi. having an, an inner monologue <laughs> Except like, Levi. Levi never yells often. That's true. He is a quiet boy. But yeah. uh, poor Aaron, like, he must go through throat lozenges pretty quickly. You know, I started watching this show <clears throat> dubbed, but I could not handle the dub version of Aaron in his younger years. So um, <laughs> I was told to then watch it in sub, and the, the, the sub, the original, right, um, actor voice actor for the for aaron is much more tolerable and makes a lot more sense um so i've watched it subbed ever since Mm -hmm. and it also gives it an extra extra level of intensity um and just is a a different experience for me but i think the second time around i'm going to watch it um dubbed yeah uh so since it's animated i was like why would i not watch this dubbed because it's going to not it's not going to be noticeable, right? <laughs> I've watched uh, quite a few Netflix shows um, dubbed, and they are pretty ridiculous to watch. Um, but I cannot read, so I have no option. <laughs> so <laughs> I've grown accustomed to terrible dubbing. Uh, there are uh, like two Netflix show, foreign Netflix shows that are dubbed well. The rest are pretty terrible. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna go with Pacific Rim and Attack on Titan. No, uh, I have not seen the Pacific Rim movies yet. There's two, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Why haven't you seen those? I'm so confused. I don't know. I just when they came out, I was just like, that looks pretty dumb. You're dumb. I know. I was. Well, you know. I also I- thought Star Wars was dumb, so that should explain everything to you. I'll I'll, get, I'll give it to you though. Most of America thought Pacific Rim wasn't good, I guess, because it didn't do well here as it did overseas. So, um, like many things that I like, I'm hoping for China and Asia to save them for me. Um, Shout out Warcraft. Yeah, Warcraft Pacific Rim. You know, they yeah. got to really bring it through in the in the box office so I can get more of both of those things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, I need to watch these. Um, Please do, for sure. And then I'm gonna get. You can't pass up on Idris Elba either. 
I know. I, I love that. Come that on, chap. Dude. What a guy. Uh, but, you know, this should probably come to no surprise to anyone. Probably my favorite kaiju movie is Cloverfield. Ah, yes. Uh, it's just a true work of art. I love it. What a mysterious creature. <clears throat> Indeed. Um, it's re- that movie. Not only is it just a good movie, uh, it rekindled my love for found footage styled movies. Mm. I think it's done pretty well. Uh, I love the fact that the cameraman's name is HUD, which is hilarious because it's just like (laughs) a heads up display. It's just amazing. A little nod there. Um, It is responsible for my fascination in ARGs because that movie had a pretty great one leading up to its release. Same with 10 Cloverfield Lane, though a completely different styled movie. Also excellent movie. John Goodman. Um, Yes. Love that guy. Double reference on the CP for John Goodman. What was the first one? Skull Island. Oh, yeah. But we didn't actually reference John Goodman. I did. Were you listening? I never do. (sighs) (laughs) We're so good at podcasting. You never research and I never listen to you. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Um, Yeah, I would love to see... Uh, more from the Cloverfield universe and specifically more like Kaiju Cloverfield stuff. Uh, Cause you know, 10 Cloverfield lane was more of a character story. Uh, and then you had like the alien creatures, you know, at the end. Uh, and then you had Cloverfield paradox, which was, geez. I need to watch that. You really don't. Okay, good. <laughs> and I'm a fan well, of Cloverfield stuff. Well, that was pretty bad. Two things there about Cloverfield. One, why don't see? This is where I argue this whole monster verse that Kong and Godzilla are built up in has just all the potential in the world because they could easily make films about humans in this world. Like you said, a whole movie about Monarch or just. Mm. They could do a found footage movie of like while Godzilla's torching yes. the city. Like, come on, a like it's easy. Field style, like yeah. original Cloverfield style movie in the Godzilla universe. That'd so, be so could they? And how would it play out if they put Cloverfield into this universe? And would Godzilla beat the Cloverfield monster? I don't know, dude. Because uh, in okay, so first off. Uh, I forget the YouTube channel's name, but I've sent you videos of him explaining sizes of like the kaiju and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sending me those. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the Cloverfield monster is in a couple of those videos, and in Cloverfield Paradox, like at the very end of the movie, uh, the movie like takes place basically in space, um, but there is like a an Earth element to it, and one of the last uh, scenes is. I think like uh, that was part of the spaceship or the spaceship itself, or I forget the exact detail, something falling from space to earth through the clouds. And as the thing goes into the clouds, the Clover monster, like his head just pops up in the clouds. So like it's that big, right? It's head is in the clouds. That's ridiculous. Um, So if we're going Cloverfield paradox, Kaiju, 
uh, I will I call that monster just Clover. Um, so if we're going that version of Clover versus Godzilla, like I don't think our thick boy is gonna gonna make it because that is. But it would be one Kong massive... and Godzilla. But I mean, if this that's if... the team up movie that we're gonna have, <laughs> we're gonna need a couple more Titans because this this Clover, his head is poking through the clouds. Like, <laughs> was he flying? Was he grounded? His head just pokes through. So, like, it looks like he's standing, but that would be ridiculous. He must have grown since the movie. Oh, you think? <laughs> because in the first movie, he's, like, barely as tall as some of the skyscrapers. That sounds like a really, a real, like, campy, like, post-credit or, like, end of yeah. the movie thing where they're just like, oh, we're just going to make him show up just to make people yeah. happy. Yeah. It means nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it was. But, um... He's huge. Uh, but if it's, if we're going baby Clover, which is the Clover from the first movie, because I think it's still a growing, a young Clover. Godzilla is um, always growing. Yeah. Uh, that would be an interesting fight because they're, you know, size wise, relatively similar. I don't know. You don't see much of, of Clover's like fighting anything. He's just kind of like, running through the city trying to get away from everything kind of uh so he would probably get destroyed by godzilla alone uh even probably kong alone godzilla is very confrontational <clears throat> he does not like other other monsters nah he really gives no f's when it comes to like a fight for his earth turf yeah for sure um one last thing on Cloverfield, though, about Paradox. I kind of want to rewatch it now that we're talking about it. Uh, while it was pretty bad, one thing they do for the Cloverfield universe in that movie is basically what... It, do you have any plans on ever watching this movie? No, you can spoil the whole okay. thing. I'm going to forget because <laughs> I've already forgotten Cloverfield, or Cloverfield period. <sighs> Dude, I've seen that movie probably like 10 times. I've seen it know. once, and I can't even tell you if I even like understood any of it. Bro, okay. Next time we hang out, uh, if your child does not vomit all over my floor, maybe we... <laughs> Shout out, Mason. What's up, bro? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's currently feeling sick again, so... Oh, no. Poor, poor guy. We think it's teething, or an ear infection, mm. or both. That's the thing. Okay, parent, parent discussion here on Showboys. Teething is literally the worst because it it presents like every sickness that a kid could have, basically, mm -hmm. from like fever to cold to ear infections. Like, it's just like by the time our second came around, I was just like, anytime she was feeling bad, I was just like, ah, she probably got teeth coming in. <laughs> Becca's like, what? But ha. I'm like, well, I don't really know. But that's what it was for the oldest. Like, it, she just had teeth all the time. They're just teeth. It's always teeth. <laughs> it makes it hard it's until it's not but yeah yeah um yeah we should i will totally watch that movie for the 11th time with you i love cloverfield uh but paradox takes place in space and basically they do something up there that um creates alternate timelines right so that opens up the cloverfield universe to basically they can do whatever they want story-wise because they can just do 
Clover in a different timeline. So they were in a different timeline when he's like head through the clouds big. Could be. Uh, Like 10 Cloverfield Lane could be in a different timeline. No. Um, But there's, again, another shout out uh, film theorist. Uh, Don't know if you've ever heard of these channels. I've referenced him a few times, but uh, great very fun channel on YouTube, uh, diving into movies and theorizing different things. He has a pretty ridiculous movie or video on Cloverfield and, uh, like what he would do with that franchise. And his plan, I think had a total of five movies and each one focused on a different aspect of the ARG. Uh, so like different companies and in this, like, deeper story of the Cloverfield universe. And it's just like, why is this not a thing? Cause it's amazing. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so I don't know. I don't think we'll ever get another Cloverfield movie, but if, if we do, I hope it's a good one. Um, with that being said, that's probably the only other Kaiju related thing I've watched outside of these monster verse movies. Um, but w- what makes these things so fun to watch, so interesting? And, like, why don't we have more of them? We don't have more of them because we live in America. True. And Americans hate kaiju and mecha for whatever reason. It just doesn't click in their brains for whatever reason. We like action movies and cars and things like that just just make a monster appear in fast yeah and i mean it's it's a lot of it's a big cultural thing right why you know the whole the whole idea of godzilla you know and his origins as a as a tale right it stems from obviously us um nuking japan back in world war two. So like it all kind of uh, buzzkill, bro. It all kind of, it all kind of <laughs> stems from that's, you know, that story or that fear or that kind of like retelling of this monster, just like laying waste to entire cities. Right. So I'm probably like really off on the particulars about <laughs> how that all came about, but it's all kind of interrelated to that. So that's why we don't have more of them, at least here. Right. And at least why they're kind of like, it's like a forced subject to get them to stick here. Um, and it's just kind of like a like a fun cult niche thing for Americans mm-hmm. to like it. Um, that's kind of like my take on why we don't have more, but we're trying mm-hmm. and it's working with like I think streaming and just like obviously better visual effects. That's obviously a huge like cool thing about them. I would love to I would love to you know hear someone who is a huge fan of like the old school. Godzilla's right and like what was what they like about them because obviously it's easy for us to sit here and say Godzilla vs. Kong was awesome because the CGI was just like through the roof Mm -hmm. you know they turned that all the way up to 11 and it was just awesome so you strip a lot of that away right the very actiony aesthetically pleasing things and we go back to Jet here that we're looking at earlier (laughs) what about that story what about that movie or those movies was so appealing. Why did people like them? And then one, were they way more popular in Japan than over here in the States? Um, I kind of like stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And I think 
and, and that's what's appealing to them and what's also like obviously the story about like these monsters and fighting right graphics and cgi aside like that's what people liked about them mm-hmm. they're larger than life very much so yeah um yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously that's the main draw, especially these days when you can make it look so pretty like we, we mm-hmm. got with Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, but yeah, I like your, your point. I, I think <clears throat> you're correct in the origins of, of Godzilla. And I, th- I actually think that that is interesting, like story-wise, just like how he came from that whole idea um, and it does explain why it's not really a thing that's like a big deal here, right? Uh, and why it started over over east. Um, you know, will we see more kaiju films with the success of of this monster verse? Maybe, hopefully, uh, hopefully, from other, you know parties or like properties uh, studios new ips would be cool um man just a movie just popped in my head and i don't remember the name of it at all and it sucked because it was like a, a monster like kaiju related movie it was a, a small indie movie didn't get much traction but i like rented it in probably at family video at some point or like found it on a streaming service and watched it. And it was really, it was pretty fun, but um, it was more focused on the human side. Uh, I think it was like a guy had to transport uh, this lady across the country or something. And like the country was basically, uh, you know, a wild uh, like open environment that had like, these giant monsters in it. <clears throat> so Mad Max world? Kind of. Giant monsters uh, in it? I, I just, man, I wonder if it's literally just called a monster. I mean, and, and the thing that lends, a, I think that is a good outlook for these sorts of movies in both Mecha and the Kaiju type movies is one, the rapid advance of anime here in the States um, cause obviously there's a lot of us from the nineties who watched a lot of Gundam and these type of animes on Cartoon Network, right? That's like a lot where I learned about all this kind of stuff. Um, I was a big fan of Gundam, Gundam double O after school. Right. And then, you know, Dragon Ball Z, all that kind of stuff. And then obviously more recently attack on Titan and just like how Netflix has gripped the whole anime department and doing much more there and uh, anime is just on the rise. I feel like it's becoming very mainstream um, and accepted on top of newcomers like Pacific Rim, right? Trying to make it a little bit more appealing, I guess, to American audiences. And then obviously this really appeals to American audiences because it's two things we, we at least recognize in the whole thing. Godzilla, everyone knows him. Kong, everyone knows him. Here's some movies about them. So I think that's a good outlook. Yeah. Um, I, while you were talking, uh, I found the movie and it is literally called Monsters. <clears throat> the thing is. I like the cover. Yes. Uh, 
you should throw some of these images up on screen because I want to talk about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so the description on IMDb is six years after Earth suffered an alien invasion, a cynical journalist agrees to escort a shaken American tourist through an infected zone in Mexico to safety of the U.S. border. Uh, so <clears throat> it is an alien movie. However, uh, if you look at some of the pictures, um, the like the sign, the sign. Uh, there's like an orange sign that that shows like the infected zone, mm -hmm. like signage or whatever. It says extraterrestrial infected zone. Monsters do not venture beyond this point or whatever. Yeah. Even the last picture. Go back to the last picture. Uh, look at what the alien looks like, right? Right. Yeah. Like that looks like a kaiju to me. And it just goes like, what exactly do you want to describe as a kaiju? Like could transformers work? Like for talking about Mecha and yeah. like Gundam, like, so transformers could be a kaiju movie. Could like some of these alien type movies that aren't like your, standard like gray alien humanoid thing could those be considered kaiju movies so like if so then i would consider this movie a kaiju movie and it was pretty good for what it was and uh but this was like solely focused on the human aspect uh i don't think i don't know if you saw the kai the alien at all <clears throat> in it but uh you know recommendation on the spot if you want to watch an interesting little indie movie this is a good one um but yeah uh, this the idea of seeing giant monsters uh either face each other or face mankind in some way is they, they just sound like fun movies and even if you don't have uh like mechas or gundams facing off against these monsters uh you can do so many different things like a, a cloverfield type styled movie where it's just humanity reacting to a, a giant monster rampaging through their city or you know the aftermath of uh, like a kaiju takeover, right? So you could have like a post-apocalyptic styled right. thing where you're following mankind, trying to recover and rebuild or survive. Um, there's endless possibilities. And, and back to like <laughs> your question, kind of point about you know the franchising of everything, right? That's kind of like a big advantage to franchising things. If you think a little bit outside of the box, you can tell just a million new stories or the same stories retold in a different universe. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just like how you know, Cloverfield Lane happened, right? All these other movies that can just be simply set in this environment, because mm -hmm. I think that's what people kind of want to start seeing more of is, all right, great. Yeah. There's like Pacific Rim. There's all these Kaiju's invading the earth. There's giant mech suits, <laughs> you know, now tell us a little bit about like, world build for us tell us like yeah what is the rest of humanity doing like i mean that's i mean there's crazy stuff happening i mean mm -hmm. there's tons of stories to tell just within the worlds themselves let alone like don't even focus on all the other stuff that's that it's about <laughs> um right 
I think Marvel ruined movies. Like the MCU has ruined movies. Like obviously there were franchises before the MCU came around, but the way they were able to world build mm-hmm. and connect all of these different movies together and tell a singular story across other singular stories. Yeah. Like over a 10, 13, what are we at now? Like 13 years of the MCU. Uh, but like the infinity saga being a singular story that played out across 20 plus sing other like individual movies, but like one main storyline that carried through 10 years of movies. Um, and the way they just established that world within those 20 plus movies is unreal. Like, yeah. So unheard of, brilliant, like super creative. So now whenever we see a franchise, like that's what we expect. Like you said earlier, like they're the standard and like nobody's been able to like even come close to that level. Yeah. And, and rewatching <laughs> those as I kind of crawl through them, I'm on Ant-Man currently. Um mm-hmm half those movies are about the Tesseract, right? And then the Tesseract, they go ahead and break that open. Like, oh, it's an infinity stone, right? So you have half the movies are about this thing, right? That everyone's after and they want. And it's very rooted in this Earth story mm-hmm. in this struggle for power on Earth. And then someone smarter comes along and says, nah, like it's an infinity stone. Right. <laughs> and it's part of this other story that's also going on and then just their ability to like going back and watching them you see every scene how like every scene is part of a different story and obviously that's hard to replicate and hard to do and doesn't need to be done all the time but even doing like just like brushes of that in these movies is all they really need to do and i don't know the the mcu set the bar so high i feel like you could also fall anywhere below that bar as long as you're like on as long as you don't hit the dc bar yeah like if you're in between the marvel bar and the dc bar like you're good yeah like we're not we're not asking people to make 23 movies and make them all kind of interconnected and build up to a giant team movie at the end no, like all we're asking for is just like some consistent elements where this movie connects to that movie and we got mm-hmm. reoccurring characters and like that's what makes it a franchise. Yeah. MCU obviously went completely overboard and right. did something crazy, but we don't even need that. Like we're trying to they're trying to do a monster verse thing and they, they're calling a monster verse and they're struggling just to keep it like cohesive. Yeah, yeah. That's all we're asking is some consistency between the connections and like be a little blatant about the connections if you're going to have them be connected. Um, But like, you don't have to tell an infinity saga storyline across 20 plus movies to do that. Um, Also, I want to just say I'm aware star Wars is a massive franchise and existed before the MCU, but um and it's an amazing universe that's built out. But I, th- I still think what Marvel has done in 20 plus movies kind of, this is going to get me a lot of flack, but triumphs what the Star Wars universe is. 
I, I think for precisely as a Star Wars person, <laughs> precisely what you're saying is correct, right? So as a as a technical storytelling continuality of a thing, mm. MCU does it really well, and they do it the best. Um, but like cultural impact and you know just like the groundbreakingness of star Wars, I think trumps it. And then even like the extended stories and just all that kind of stuff. That's where you kind of get into the nuance of like what makes which better. Um, I think just like as an impact on the planet, I would say star Wars is a little bit more prominent. Um, yeah, but the MCU as a technical theatrical Mm -hmm. movie film, all that, like they really kind of like polished a, a thing there and, made it yeah. really good for sure but um, it, it makes those statements though when someone's like oh star wars is bigger than the mcu or the mcu is bigger than star wars like depends on what you're kind of like comparing yeah. there um, yeah what angle are you coming at because yeah what angle they both do things i mean they do a lot of things both extremely well uh but like both franchises do things better than the other in certain areas yeah um and that doesn't mean that the other one is not great. They're both amazing. Yeah. And like, I mean, I'm not, uh, I mean, Star Wars, this is so unfathomably large when it comes to like a connected universe. Like, obviously you can't build anything up to that scope. So, I mean, I would, I would argue that the MCU isn't even that kind of like widespread sweeping, like maybe it is, but. Well, it depends again, it depends. So like, yeah, if you're talking about strictly f- films and movies, uh, Star Wars is way bigger. But if you're talking about all of the medium, like all of the ways that they tell their stories, I mean, the MCU spawned from Marvel Comics. I mean, you have decades and decades and decades of comic runs of hundreds and hundreds of issues on these characters. So, like, if you're doing total, like, package, probably Marvel is bigger just because of all of the comics. Like I know star Wars yeah. has the books and the comics, but like Marvel has all the comics and yeah. then this, this film it, stuff. It, it gets weird when you start getting into like the extended universes. Like when you start going through like the MCU or star Wars wikis, like mm-hmm. how do you quantify what has more material that way? Cause I would say that's like <laughs> right. the ultimate measure. I think yeah. who has the bigger wiki and the more like built out wiki. Yeah. Probably star Wars though, for being, if we're talking wikis, like yeah, because Star Wars people get like <laughs> way into the weeds. Like <laughs> I don't even know how. Like I don't even know how. Like that stuff even comes into existence, right. and like who signs off on that? Like George is just like reading wiki for the rest of his life. He's, like approve, <laughs> approve. Yeah. Basically, George Lucas has like, or, and now Filoni, they basically have a tender for Star Wars, where it's like <laughs> swipe left or right for approved or not approved when it comes uh, to yes. something written about star wars i love it wrong that's, a, that's wrong, an amazing idea good <laughs> that's what they need i mean so many people oh excuse me um yeah uh so where do they go from here i don't know but there's potential uh in the monster verse particularly uh same as with kaiju material as a whole uh there's a lot of untapped potential in our market, I know that this is a big market uh, east, you know, out in Japan and those areas. Um, the far right? west. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Let's see. Both ways are all right. Yeah. <laughs> you go far enough. <laughs> We're kind of like, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, I'm ready for it to come here. Uh, I've enjoyed these four movies and the other, you know, handful of uh, monster related things. So keep them coming. I'm good with it. Uh, we do have one comment in our discord from our answer the boys topic this week um so just wanted to shout out uh bren who is a new member of our discord actually and going to be the recipient of a shiny discord award for her comment tonight uh and it's not because you're the only comment i think this was this was a pretty good one um but Bren says, uh, I actually enjoyed the movie. It was well done. The way they pulled Kong into the world of the kaiju actually makes sense. With that being said, not a huge fan of them being in the same world. Don't get me wrong. I like the movie and the story. I just don't see why they needed to merge the worlds. Well, uh, I think we answered that early on with uh, everything is franchised. So money. 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 That's why. Uh but yeah, I, I can see why you would think they don't need to be in the same world. It totally makes sense. Um, but in the day and age that we are now where everything is a franchise uh, solely for the purpose of printing cash, um, that's why. I mean, they put Alien and Predator in the same movie. I mean, right. what are you going to uh, do? And they need to put Pacific Rim in, in this world. Just keep bringing them they either need to do that or they need to really start expounding upon Pacific Rim lore and like material. No. So they either need to, I either need more Pacific Rim through this or I need just more Pacific Rim. One yeah. or the other, just more. Or without completely ripping off Pacific Rim to the point where like they would get sued. <laughs> Do a Pacific Rim style like mech suit for humans to pilot in the monster verse. <laughs> if you can't like merge those two worlds, do your best uh, of ripping them off without getting sued for it. Plus, we need more Charlie Day um, and his yeah. mad and his mad uh, connection <laughs> meme. Right, like yes. everyone loves that gif and that meme. Yes, for sure. Piecing it all together. Love that guy. He's so funny. Um, but yeah, thank you, Brent, for the comment. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. And welcome to the Showboys Discord community. You, uh, Your presence is a welcome. Um, and hope you enjoy your shiny Discord award. Um, yeah. Shiny. You got anything else you, uh, you want to get off your chest here before we wrap up? No. I like this movie. I'd watch it again. I'm glad it's streaming. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it it does spark me to like go track down like some of the older ones. Cause I, even from this conversation, I do wonder, and I've always wondered, right? Like I know people like and love the old Godzilla and the Kong, especially the Godzilla. I know people are fans of those. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what's, what's the, what's the allure there? What's the magic? Right, yeah. what's the magic in the in, behind that lens? I'd be yeah. interested to see. I do uh, feel the same way too, but uh, there's like a billion of these movies, so 
yeah i don't know where the start <laughs> i guess i guess we need we need an expert to yes. tell us where to start what to watch what to skip because i feel like also it's kind of like it's been done like there's like the 90s ones there's the ones that are like really old and black and white mm-hmm. there's probably like some peppered in like in the 80s mm-hmm. um it's like where to start where should i start yeah. i need advice so, hey, we need help all you let Godzilla, us know uh, uh experts out there uh join our discord and tell us which godzilla movies of the past we should watch what what, what where should we start um i like that uh also nick you need to watch cloverfield and you should watch that monsters movie it's pretty good it looks decent um, and you should I, watch a uh, pacific rim uh yes it's on my long list of things i need to watch it's to the point now where it's like what's more important to watch first I still got to finish Invincible. Uh, I'm like halfway through and I've loved the first half and I just keep seeing that meme and I want to know why it like where well, here, it came from. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to plan out the next quarter of Showboys episode topics and they're all going to be things I want you to watch. <laughs> hey, I'm cool with that. Uh, if you want, if you want to plan out the episodes, please do. Um, and I will gladly watch whatever you force me to because I'm enjoying Attack on Titan. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I think we're done here tonight. If you tuned into the live stream, uh, if you're watching now on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, thank you so much for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you did, please uh, like, follow, uh, subscribe where you can. Um, if you're catching this uh, after the live stream, um, same thing. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you're listening on an audio platform, uh, please, you know, rate and review and subscribe where you can. Uh, all of those things really help us out, uh, help us grow. Um, and we appreciate, uh, everything you do for us. Um, join our discord. Uh, so you can chime in in our answer the boys weekly topic. Uh, every week we post uh, the upcoming episode topic and ask for your input and um, our favorite comments get shiny discord awards and every comment gets talked about on the show. Uh, And it's a super fun way to get to engage with you guys. And also um, you guys really bring some great uh, points, thoughts, opinions uh, to our episodes and they're super fun to talk about and dive into. Again, one of our episodes was solely uh, fueled from Discord comments, and we got like a two-hour episode out of like six Discord comments. So we love the interaction, and you guys rule. Um, plus, you know, Discord is probably the best way you're going to be able to interact with us uh, and other listeners because we're we're not super huge on social social media but our discord is always popping with some great conversations um recommendations of things to watch or play uh there's you know spicy memes all the time uh just good conversations all around we've got a lot of good people in there it's a very fun and welcoming place so please uh join us on discord um other than that, uh, I think we'll see you next week, hopefully. But we actually have a pretty fun episode. I'm not going to 
I'm not going to spoil the topic. You'll have to jump in the Discord to find out. Uh, but I think it's going to be a really fun episode, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Man, I'm excited to find out what the topic is, too. Yeah, well, what's the matter? You're not going to do any research anyway, so... <laughs> With that being said, make sure you tune in Sunday night for the Bad Batch Companion Series, and we will see you next Thursday right here at 9 p.m. Have a wonderful night.